Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Big Talk on Little Rock now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify apps. This segment brought to you by Thompson Electric. We are joined by Little Rock, a former Little Rock baseball player, Kale Imshoff, who was picked up by the Kansas City Royals. Kale, tell us a little bit about how that all went down. You didn't get picked in the draft. Obviously, if it had been a full draft, you would have gotten selected. Uh, but with only five rounds, you had to sit there and wait, and then all of a sudden you get a call from Kansas City. Yeah, so leading up to the draft, I was real confident and excited. Um, looking forward to starting my professional career. But, you know, throughout the entire time, I was getting the word that I was going to go anywhere from the third to the fifth round. Um, Obviously, that time came, and my name didn't end up getting called. Uh, and it, it was a shock for me uh, and for my family. Um, so that uh, the next day, I decided to go fishing and get my mind off things, and uh, really just to get away from everything. And then I think we had one more, one more dead period day where nothing was going on, and then Sunday came around where the free agent started uh, communication between the scouts and the organizations and the players. Um, but man, when that when that time hit nine o'clock that morning on Sunday, everything changed. My phone almost exploded from the amount of phone calls that I had. When you talked with Kansas City, what what did they say to you? What did they want to know about you? And and was it kind of a match made perfectly right there? Yeah, I would say like talking to them, they were different than everybody else. They so the scout, Matt Price, I had made a connection with him earlier in the fall. Um, I had talked to him one time before, and he scouted me plenty of times. Um, but when I talked to them over the phone, they were only talking about family and how they treated their players and how they took care of them. It wasn't, uh, Kale, we got this, come here. Uh, it was like, we're going we're gonna to take care of our players. We're going to treat them right because we're all one family. And that, and that spoke loudly to me. Have you thought about the fact that if you get to double A or when you get to double A, you're going to get to double A ball. There's no question about it. You're going to be up in Northwest Arkansas, but there will be road games in North Little Rock right across the river at uh, Dickey Stevens Park playing against the Arkansas Travelers. Yes, sir. I, you know, honestly, I didn't really think about that. But when, uh, when I did sign the papers and everything was all settled, I kind of looked, right. I looked into the future, like, like you're, you're talking about and, Man, what a, what a time that's going to be when it comes around. I'm sure you will have uh, plenty of fans uh, in the stands. <laughs> I, I know Coach Curry's going to be there. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. But there'll be a lot of Trojan fans there uh, cheering for you. That has to feel good. Yes, sir. I, I'm looking forward to it. Are you surprised that it seems like not a lot of catchers went in the draft? You, yourself, and then you look up at Arkansas at Casey Opitz who was not drafted at all, and he decided to go back to Arkansas for another year. You guys, two of the top best catchers in the state of Arkansas and, and potentially in college baseball this season. Are you surprised that not as many catchers went? Yeah, but also at the same time, this year is just 
so different. You can't, I can't explain anything that's going on right now. And I, I understand that teams need pitching, but I, I just, I really, I can't understand, or I can't even start to fathom like what, like what is happening right now. Yeah, when you look at what Major League Baseball is going through right now and, and not playing, and it looks like the, uh, who knows when they're going to get back to playing, hopefully soon. Are you kind of concerned that if this pandemic keeps going on for uh, a couple of more months, there might not be baseball this season? Yeah, that's always, that, that's definitely a factor. Um, but I think I'm extremely confident that baseball will definitely come back, uh, especially at the major league level. Minor league level, on the other hand, I'm not too sure. Um, talk, after talking to scouts all on Sunday and, and like, getting their view on things, and uh, one of the questions that I would ask them each time I talked to somebody new was, uh, what's going to happen after we sign and everything's settled? And everybody gave me the same response, and it was, I don't know. So there, there's no telling what's going to happen. Let's go back to this season. Um, obviously, you guys were getting ready to play UT Arlington in a home series uh, to open up Sunbelt Conference play. You guys had started great um, and had a good record and had a good ball club uh, this year. What do you remember about uh, what Coach Curry told you guys on that Thursday before everything just kind of came to a crashing stop? So uh, that Thursday, I, I remember it clearly. We were taking batting practice, and I was in center field checking – shagging baseballs during uh, BP. And one of the pitchers, I, I think it was Aaron Funk, he, he came up to me and he said, man, I just heard UT Arlington uh, turned around on their bus and is going back to their school. And I was like, what is happening? And sure enough, after that practice, we went up to coach and he said, yeah, they're going back. Uh, just keep, keep your phone around and we're gonna keep you all informed in the next few days. So, and sure enough, later that weekend, he sent us home. That had to have been tough. Yeah, it, it it was really hard at first, and I'm real optimistic and humble about things. But you know, it is what it is, and you can't change it. So the best thing you could do as a baseball player is come home, stay healthy, and just stay ready for the next time you're going to touch the field. You had a great season going. You had started all 17 games for the Trojans, 13 behind the dish, and then. Uh, the other four is a DH. You were batting 417 on the season. You must have really been seeing the ball well. Yeah, it was like a beach ball. You know, I, every time I, I stepped onto the field, I wasn't – I took a different approach um, this year, uh, after, like stepping onto the field. I, I was going to be the, one of the most humble teammates ever because I was, I, I was one of the oldest guys on the team. I'd been there the longest. I know the ropes and – this, t this team this year was all new. There, there was a handful of returners, and I, I took that role of teaching them on how you're supposed to play the game of baseball. You know, we could, we, could be play we could be in war right now or something, but we're out here, we're playing baseball. So, I mean, like, it's – have fun doing it. Might and well. obvious, obviously, after what you had to go through last year, uh, having to sit out with – with Tommy John, what kept you motivated when you were having to watch the game from the dugout and not able to, to be out there helping? You had to help in other ways. I would have to say the goal of being a professional baseball player. That's, that's my goal. Every, every time I wake up in the morning, that's the goal. Whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. What does Chris Curry mean to Kale Limshaw? 
man, I could go on for for hours. Man, he he is the greatest coach that I've ever had. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He He's helped me out tremendously. Words can't describe how much he's helped me out. He will definitely be a, a part of my life for a really long time. Knowing that he was a catcher um, and you were a catcher, you had to have learned so much from him to help uh, excel at your craft. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming in as a freshman, I um, I did c catch quite a bit when uh, coming in, but there was just so minor details that I had no like no idea existed in the game of baseball. He taught me poise. He taught me uh, how to control my emotions during the game. How how to be a teammate, how to be a leader. And those are just some things that most coaches don't teach. You talk about controlling your emotions. I'm a Cubs fan. Um, I'll root for you unless KC is playing the Cubs. <laughs> but I go back to, to game seven of the, the 2016 World Series and Anthony Rizzo has his arm around David Ross. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, man, I, 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 I'm just, I, I can't control everything. And he's like, you got to just breathe. Is that kind of what Coach Curry would say to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're in a big situation in Lafayette, uh, sophomore year, I, we were down by three, I think, in the sixth or seventh inning, maybe, maybe earlier than that. But 7,000 Cajun fans on Friday night, absolutely electric, insane. I'm just a sophomore. I, I you know, I, Played one one uh, year of collegiate baseball. I come up to the plate, and I I, I acted like it was no biggie, and then I went, ended up hitting a, a three run home run, one of the farthest balls I've ever hit, and man, that felt great. It, it I was. Bet, it was I different. bet that place went pretty silent. Oh yeah, it, I have a video of it. You can hear all <laughs> the all the voices just going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. has to feel good. Yes, sir. When, 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 you get to, when you get to first base and you know that, okay, yeah, that, that one's a shot, a moon shot, and mm -hmm. I just silenced 7,000 Cajuns. That has to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He is Kale Imshoff. I'm Trey Shep. We're going to take a break here on Big Talk on Little Rock. We'll come back with more. This segment was brought to you by Thompson Electric. We'll have more with Kale after these words from Stevens and Triple S Alarm. Strength is measured not by the number of counts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Security needs to be at the top of the list when it comes to your family, home, and lifestyle. It all starts with our security system, which lets you add control of lights, door locks, thermostats, and more. In addition to dimming a light, locking a door, or adjusting the thermostat, you can combine all of these to work with the press of one button on your keypad or phone. It's state-of-the-art security that fits into your lifestyle and your life. Give us a call today to learn more. Triple S Alarm, 501-664-4599. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shep sitting down with Kale Lemshoff of the Little Rock Trojans, now of the Kansas City Royals. This segment brought to you by Jason's Deli. Kale, let's go back to the way this season started. 
take us through getting ready for it, knowing that you're coming off of Tommy John surgery and what your expectations were for this year. You know, this year, the, the expe expectations for this team were, was a big, honestly, I have to say a big question mark for myself because um, it's a whole new team. The best way I could put it, it was I just wanted this team to play hard each and every day, every time we step on the field. Myself, so I'm like, um, I'd say my uh, every time I stepped onto the field, I wanted to, uh, I would, I wanted to get on base, and I wanted to control the running game. That was, that was my my uh, every time I stepped on the field, that was my goal. Uh, but as a team, I would just say play hard, and and just have fun with it. Like it, you know, these guys are coming from junior colleges where. You know, it's it's not the it's not the best place to play baseball. Little Rock is obviously a big step up from JUCO, but you know, each and every day we're playing baseball, we're having fun. You know, you should you should take in every moment moment and enjoy it. You ended the season on a 13 game hitting streak. No doubt that uh, that would have continued. How high do you think you could have gotten it? Um, you know, I'm not big on the hitting streaks, but I am big on. Um, I'd probably have to say just hits in general. I think if we had a full season, I, I have it written in my phone and my notes that I was going to hit 20, 25 home runs, uh, at least 70, 75 hits. Um, the hitting streak, though, I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I'm, I don't really focus on hitting streaks that much. Well, you said you were seeing the ball. It looked like a beach ball, so I would assume that that would have continued for several games. Yes, sir. I, I, I believe so, too, and – it's funny that you said 13 games. I, I honestly had no idea that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the plate, uh, catching a guy like Aaron Funk, who obviously was on top of his game this mm -hmm. past season as well. What, what's it like calling a game when, when, uh, when he's on the mound? Man, it's, it's fluent. It's, uh, it's heartless. You're, you're going to get – uh, you're, he's going to produce, you, you know, there's no hope for the other team. He, uh, man, he came back this year and it, Aaron Funk was just different. He was a whole different animal on the mound. He, he could throw whatever he wanted when he wanted exactly where you, where he wants to put it. Now, when you're behind the plate, do you have to look over into the dugout to get the calls or do they kind of, would you be in, uh, a, veteran player do they kind of let you call the game a little bit so um i do have to get the pitch from coach spees but in some certain situations he'll he'll uh let me have it so he'll just he'll just give me like a nod and be like yeah I'd take it um maybe he's a little backed up on on his pitch calling so there's i don't know they like calling pitches is there any talk that goes on between a catcher and a batter when they step into the box uh, sometimes, especially if yeah, you know, I'm, I'm never the type of guy to like talk trash to other people or other teams, but definitely if they talk trash to me or anybody on my team, then they're going to hear something. But <laughs> if a batter, so Southern Miss was actually a funny series. I didn't know anybody on that team, but we had multiple guys on our team that knew them. And, um, so during like pregame or like warm ups, they, they would walk around the field to go clean up on our side or something like that and I would just like talk to them and, and like joke with them and each time they stepped into the box we'd be laughing like ha like having a good time and later after that series um 
Luke Walner, whose brother played at Southern Miss, uh, he said, man, like they all love you over there for some reason. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> thinking to myself, I talked to each and every one of them as they got in the box. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. How did, uh, how did you wind up at Little Rock? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So senior year of high school at Cal Allen, um, we had a student coach named Ryan Duke who pitched at OU. He had a connection with Russell Rayleigh um, that, uh, that spring, I think it was, or maybe fall. No, I think I signed really late, like after high school season. So that, that's how the connection started. And Rayleigh texted Coach Duke and said, hey, we need a catcher. Do you have anybody? Coach Duke shot him my number. And later that week, I went up on a visit and toured the campus. It was cool. I, I appreciated everything. Went out to dinner a few times with uh, Coach Rayleigh just by himself. He told me the scholarship and everything. But I had signed to a junior college, but had also received a scholarship from Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I had my mindset on Phoenix, but I didn't sign any papers or anything. Um, and then one day, the first day that I met Coach Curry, uh, we, uh, he was like, hey, Kale, just ride with me. We're going to go to dinner. Oh, okay, so I get in the car with him. My parents are following me. T Ten minutes it, it took him to change my mind from Grand Canyon University to the University of Arkansas Little Rock, and it changed my life forever. What did he say? We talked about hunting and fishing and catching, and it, I don't know. He, he's like me. I, I, told, I got out of the car. I was like, Mom, I'm coming here. And she was like, what? What happened? Like, <laughs> Ten minutes ago, you said you're going to Arizona. And I was like, he's like me, Mom. I need to come here. So how have you adapted to Little Rock being from Texas? I mean, they're kind of the same, Arkansas and Texas. Um, but how did you adapt? And, and did you find some good hunting spots in Arkansas? No, it, in Arkansas, I didn't really hunt much. I did fish quite a bit uh, for largemouth bass, but and that's the diff. That's what that's a key difference down here. It's saltwater, uh, speckled trout, redfish, um, or offshore fishing. Um, up there, it's kind of like pond hopping. If you if you're a college kid like myself, or mm -hmm. if you have a boat, you can go fish big lakes and catch big fish. So me and my buddies, McKinley Moore, Carter Brown, and uh, Justin Cooper, we would go. We go pond hop neighborhoods on our off days. Um, and another big difference from where I live right now is we don't really have trees like uh, like Arkansas does or like northern Texas. Um, we have little shrubs. <laughs> so that was like the one one difference. And then um, how the leaves change, we never noticed. I've never like seen that before. Yeah. My parents had never seen that before, and they came up in, in the fall and, and – saw how they turned to orange and red and they thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So this past season, um, there was a big game scheduled against the university of Arkansas where the year that you had to red shirt because of your Tommy John surgery, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock went up and beat the Razorbacks and, uh, Just coaching first base. Yep. You were there coaching first base. I remember. And, uh, I'm sure you wanted to be on that field competing against the hogs this year. Yeah, absolutely. Man, every time I think about it, it makes me want to do it even more. But 
I'm, I'm just thankful for the 17 games that I had. Um, and it's the story that could have been, you know. It's Taking it back to coaching first base um, in the games that you did, what, what kind of leeway did Coach Curry give you? And, and did he ever uh, bring you over after an inning and say, hey, hey, look, maybe you shouldn't have done this or maybe you shouldn't have done this? <laughs> yeah, so – Coaching first base, I was more of kind of like a, I don't know, how, how can you say it? Like a, not a hype man, but when other team sees me, they're like, because I'm one of the bigger guys on the team. Right. So they're, they're going to, they look at me and they're kind of like, okay, it's, this team's a real deal. That, I don't know what, I, what's the name for that? Um, I wash, no. I don't know. I, you know, I stood out there and, I was just having a good time. I didn't really have like a specific role. I was just going to be there and take times for uh, timing our runners and then timing the pitcher's movement to home plate. But, you know, I, I enjoyed every second. It was fun. I, I would uh, mess around with our runners as soon as they get on first. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you get more exciting, excited in a game? Throwing out a runner trying to steal second or even third base or – Obviously, a moonshot blasting one over the wall. Uh, I would have to say throwing out a runner. You know, my emotions after after doing it probably probably doesn't seem like that, but throwing out a runner because it, it could take the momentum from another team in a heartbeat, and that, that that is a really good feeling. And it also helped your pitcher too tremendously if you could do that. Yeah, you can get out of a jam. Is there one catcher that you look at at the major league level that? You like to try and pattern your game after? Yeah, so there's no specific catcher that I look at. I look at pretty much all of them, but like all the very top guys, Yadier Molina, Salvador Perez, because he's big. I'm a bigger catcher. Uh, Buster Posey, mm -hmm. um, James McCann, another huge one, that connection through Coach Curry. Those guys are all idols to me, and I look – I look at how they carry themselves. I look at how they play their game. You know, Yachty, one of the best catch and throw catchers that he, he's a Hall of Famer. Salvador Perez, also another Hall of Famer. I look at him because he's big. I want to see how he moves. Um, Buster Posey, really consistent behind the plate. He, he could throw out runners day and night. And James McCann as well. They call him McCannon for a reason. Yeah, those are some good ones. We're going to take another break, come back with more of this segment brought to you by Jason's Deli. It's the Big Talk on Little Rock podcast. We're sitting down with Kale Limshoff. It's now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify app. Back with more after this from Highland Dairy and Baptist Health. Hey, athletes, it's time to rethink your recovery drink. Did you know that Highland Dairy's chocolate milk is your natural post-exercise recovery drink? With high-quality protein and key electrolytes, it helps you rehydrate, replenish, and rebuild. Plus, it tastes great, too. Read more at HighlandDairy.com. Your workout's done, but your body isn't. Refuel with Highland Chocolate Milk, nature's recovery drink. Highland. It's a splash of fresh flavor. You're born amazing. And at Baptist Health, we want to keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission to not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring, keep on reaching, 
and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. We're finishing up with Kel Limshaw of the Kansas City Royals, former Little Rock. Uh, I hear your dogs are you're having a good time, huh? Yes. <laughs> Guard dogs. Guard dogs. That's what they, yeah, that's what you need. Uh, how did you become your senior class president in high school? Um, you know, I, in high school, I wasn't really, I would say, popular, like the popular crowd. I, I wasn't really a part of that. I was a student athlete. Um, I held myself to a high standard. I was, I was friends with everyone. There wasn't anybody in my school that didn't like me, at least I don't think. Um, all the way up and down my school, I was friends with everybody. And sure enough, I ran and I didn't try to like sell myself to anybody. I think people strictly like me because, or, or chose me because they like me. Yeah, you make it up to the majors and you sign a big contract, there are gonna be a lot of people liking you. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kale, when did you first pick up a baseball bat and a baseball and have a glove on? And maybe I think four, four, if I could be as accurate as I can, I think four years old. And when did you know that you wanted to try and make this a career? You know, I, I wrote down in my journal one day, I think when I was like six, six or seven, and my mom still has it, that I wanted to be a Yankee legend. You know, that, I think that was the moment that I decided that I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Man, if a Yankee legend. There, there are a lot of legends that have played in Yankee mm -hmm. Stadium. Yeah, I those agree. Are some, those are some lofty goals. Do you, do you like to set goals? Absolutely. And uh, like I said before, I, had, I have in my phone, in my notes, that I wrote last year when I was doing rehab for my arm, the goals that I was going to have uh, this year for this season. Even though we played 17 games, let me see if I can find them real quick. I had written down that I wanted to hit 20 home runs. I wanted to win the Johnny Bench Award. I wanted to throw out over 50% of runners. Um, minimum amount of errors, so meaning like one, maybe one. Mm -hmm. um, and like it, I, I want to set goals and I want to achieve them. And now, yeah, now when you're looking at that and the way the season ended, it's got to be tough, a tough pill to swallow. Absolutely. It, it, it really is. But I think in this point in time that I had already swallowed that pill from the, from the third day of being home that it, what, what has happened has happened. It's over. You can't do nothing about it, but prepare and be ready for the next time you get on the field. Well, uh, we want to say thank you for being a Trojan. Uh, you have been an outstanding student athlete at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And uh, good luck with everything. And I know there are going to be a lot of Trojan fans when uh, Northwest Arkansas plays the Arkansas Travelers. They might be Traveler fans, but they'll be <laughs> Kale Inshaw fans as well when they see you over at Dickie Stevens. And I wouldn't be surprised if some make their way to Northwest Arkansas to see you up there as well. Yes, sir. Um, 
man, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Well, Kale, thanks so much for the time. Continued success and uh, best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics.